Hi, welcome to Megan's Manor. I'm your host, Megan Avery Sellers. I'm a lifelong learner, so I wanted to create a platform where together we can discover new things and rediscover old things, all while spreading kindness, joy, and positivity into this world we call home. My hope is that once this episode is over, you feel encouraged and empowered. I'm so excited that you are here. Remember, kindness is key. On with the show. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to Megan's Manor. I'm here with my sister. What's Hi, your... my name is Mallory. It is nice to be here. <laughs> He's nice. He's nice. He's nice to be here. Um, this is just kind of spur of the moment. I'm trying to get podcasts recorded every week um, so that I can be proactive and ready to get them out. Um, so I just thought we'd chit chat for a little bit and then maybe play some trivia games of different Subjects. sorts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, so Mallory is six years younger than I am. I thought you were going to say six years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm the youngest of us. We have a brother in between. Yep. And yeah, I'm 23. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And you're a nanny. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess I can talk about myself. Um. Yeah. I am a nanny. I have been a nanny for about six years now. Um. I started off with our cousins, and then um, I did some other side jobs in between working for my cousins. Uh. Just because we were there part time. It wasn't a full-time job, so I would find other jobs. And I was also in school for, well, I was in uh, high school when I started. And then when I graduated high school, I took a year off because I did not want to go to college. Mm -hmm. I was done with school, but then... You took a gap year. Oh, yes. Is that what they say? (laughs) Yeah. Except you're supposed to travel during your gap year. But. Uh, what did I do during my gap year? I did shows, did theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I hung out with friends, and yeah, I just enjoyed not working in school. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what I decided. Year was that? What year was it? I graduated in twenty fifteen. <laughs> so, so in twenty fifteen we did Les Mis. That's right. Yes. That year. That. Yeah. <laughs> Les Mis was awesome. <laughs> we can talk about shows later. Um, but we, uh, or not we, I went to school at Navarro and I did child development. I got my certificate. So I did not, I didn't get my associates. Like I didn't do math or science or English or any of that. I just took the basic core child development child development classes because I was like if I'm just going to be a nanny why do I need to take history <laughs> why do I need to take science um, don't need no stinking science yeah we don't need any of that we're fine um, yeah and uh, but I enjoyed it uh, <laughs> I, I took child development and I did not want to take any of these math classes because I'm just awful at it. And the one t- teeny tiny section of math 
that was in my child nutrition book made me cry. Mm-hmm. It was calculating calories. And I went to our dad and I was like, please help me. Because <laughs> I, I would go to him for all of my uh, high school and under math struggles. Mm-hmm. I've always been bad at it. Yep. I definitely cried when I took geometry freshman year and then pre-cal my junior year. Algebra wasn't too too terrible. I was okay at algebra. But, but I didn't have algebra before geometry, so I was definitely very lost. You had geometry first? Yeah. Uh, because at WPA, geometry was a freshman math, and because at the time, um, they had it set up so like... Seventh grade was like pre-algebra, and then eighth grade was algebra, and then geometry, algebra two, pre-cal calculus. Oh, but, but you went freshman year. Yes. Oh. Uh, and before that, my seventh and eighth grade year, I did switch on schoolhouse online in dad's study, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, which... If I'm honest, I knew all of the passwords to everything, so I basically... All the parental passwords? All of the parental passwords. Oh, no. So, definitely... <laughs> this is not going to bode well, but <laughs> definitely did not learn much in my junior high years. No, that's... You know what's funny? The only reason why I passed Spanish in high school is because I was assigned to sit next to our Hispanic friend who was bilingual, and, and she would... She would help all of us mm-hmm. during quizzes and tests, because all of us white people are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I took, I mean, I took three years of oh, Spanish. Took three years of Spanish. And in high school? In sixth grade at WPA, I took Spanish. No, 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 no. Seventh grade. <sighs> Excuse me. I'm pretty sure it was seventh grade. It was, so <clears throat> when I went to your school... In the seventh grade year, we were only there for two weeks. Because mm-hmm. then mom pulled me and Mary and I, me and Mary, whatever. Um, yeah, she pulled us out. So I don't, I actually don't remember which year it was, but it, it doesn't matter. I took Spanish at WPA. I only had two years of Spanish, so I don't remember anything. Yeah. I've been wanting to take, you know, language classes. I really want to take a sign language class. So if any of my friends that know sign language and are oh, bored yes. want to teach me, yes. <laughs> like I am open to that. Um, yeah, so so our schooling has definitely been very unorthodox yeah. <laughs> a bit. Oh, when you, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but when we, when you were talking about switched on schoolhouse, the computer, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so in my, um, in my Junie B. Jones secret top secret journal mm-hmm. that I would write in when top I was top secret personal beeswax journal yes that one that I would <laughs> write in when I was like nine or ten it had a school page I don't know if I showed you that one probably but we was, laughed the whole time yeah yeah we were reading it we were laughing the whole time because everything was either like <laughs> like super hilarious and I spelled everything wrong or like depressing and <laughs> but for this for the school section um it was like, draw a picture of your teacher here. And my teacher was a computer. And so I wrote, I wrote she doesn't have one. She is a computer lady. <laughs> and when, oh, when, that's what you meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh my gosh. And then I showed I showed mom the journal. <laughs> <laughs> and any time it was like, um, what would you do if you were the, if you had the rules to your house? One of my rules that I would change was something like, I would talk back to my mother and she <laughs> would have to deal with it. <laughs> Showed, it was quite hilarious. It was, it was so, good fun. It was so funny. When I showed mom that, I was like, don't take offense. I was nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I don't remember what I was going to talk about. Oh, do you remember when we were homeschooled together at all? Yeah. I just remember doing, like, unit studies. Like, we did the study on Egypt. Yes. And, like, Rome and I, stuff. Yes. And I remember we went out to our front lawn and we built something. What were those we, things? We did like moats. Yeah, but they like, were the um, Egyptian kind and I don't remember what they're called. Uh, canals? Something like that. I don't yeah, remember. We would, if you were educated just, and you know, let us know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we built like Egyptian water systems. Like little sand. I'm going to look it up because um, it's going to drive me crazy. Didn't we, wasn't it like muddy or something Egyptian. outside? Because we don't have sand out here, but I, I do remember doing something like that. Water canal. And then we did a a uh, a Greek theme, mm -hmm. and Merritt wore like a little makeshift toga for whatever we were doing. The only reason I remember these things is because like mom got pictures. Yeah, mom got photos. <laughs> Most of my memories are based off of photos. Yep. Yeah, I don't remember what they're called, and Google's not helping me because it's not saying the right word. Anyway. I want to say just, like, canals, but I don't know if that's, uh, yeah. if that's right. So, yeah, so if you were homeschooled, uh, let us know how you were homeschooled. How you were Cause homeschooled. Because we did, we did a lot of, like, the five-in-a-row <laughs> books. Um, I mean, we each kind of had our own thing. Like, yeah. a lot of mine, a lot of my homeschooling days included the Abeka series, um, it wasn't until junior high that, that we did the Switch to Schoolhouse thing. Uh, until your junior high? Yeah, until my junior high. And I was in, like, what, second grade? Fifth grade? Sure. Sure. <laughs> so probably, like, my fourth and fifth, like, fourth and sixth, sixth grade year was when we started to do, like, the five in a row and, like, branching off of Rebecca a little bit, um, and stuff. So, I don't know. I always... But now, because of the whole pandemic, everybody's homeschooled. Oh yeah, everyone's right now. homeschooling. Um, so we're recording this on the seventeenth, March seventeenth. This will probably go out next Tuesday. So I'm sure this will all be old news. There will be a whole new thing oh, happening yeah, I'm next sure. week. Oh yeah, some new <clears throat> updates or whatever. Yeah, things are changing. It's been crazy this faster. Week. Every day. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of a good metaphor and it just didn't come to my brain. Yeah, every day there's something new. More stuff is closing down. More cities are closing down. It's just crazy. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully y'all are staying safe and washing your hands and um, so social distancing as best as you can. Um, right now I'm still working, but um, I'm going to try to not go anywhere in between home and work. Mm -hmm. um, but... Even if my, uh, even if the parents that I work for, even if their jobs s cease or pause, pause, um, they'll still need me because they'll still have to work from home mm -hmm. and they won't want to take care of a baby if they're working from home. So yeah, 
So thankfully I'm still uh, in luck with my job, but almost a little part of me kind of wants to be kind of quarantined like everyone else mm -hmm. because I just like having breaks. <laughs> For sure. And I know that I would go crazy because whenever I didn't, whenever I don't have jobs, I just can't handle it. I yeah. get so bored. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thankfully, my school is able to pay um, their teachers and their long-term subs. I don't know about the actual subs, like regular subs. Um, so thankfully, I'm getting paid. Yay. I mean, obviously, spring break, it, I'm not salaried, so that doesn't count. Mm. But that's fine, like, as long as I can be paid somewhat. Um, but I'm open to babysit if I don't have to teach remotely. <laughs> so if you need a girl, let me know. Yes. Um, so yeah, so enough about that. Oh yeah, school, bleh. School, bleh. Pandemic, school. stupid. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um. Oh, hey, you know what we were supposed to do tonight? Go see Come From Away? Go see Come From Away. Oh! One of Megan's favorite shows. Yes. I'm I, so sad. Yeah, she was really upset about it. I mean, I, I was interested, like, I was looking forward to watch it, because I haven't listened to the music all the way through. So I don't know the storyline. I mean, I know what it's about, but... Yeah. But yeah, I was excited to see it, and then it got canceled. Well, well postponed, postponed, I guess. Yes, postponed. They'll bring it back eventually, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really was looking forward to it. I know that there are a lot of people who are looking forward to a lot of things, you know, traveling, visiting family, going to Disney, like... A lot of people's plans got canceled and everybody's sad. So I think we should allow everybody to be sad for the thing mm -hmm. that they're sad for, regardless of how big of an expense or how much it means to somebody, mm -hmm. you know? Because I think I saw people tweeting about stuff like that, like, you know, Just oh, boo. people to be sad. Yeah. Like, allow people to be sad because I miss a show. And I'm sad, too, because Plaza has had to cancel a lot of their stuff. Like, I was going to usher pretty much the whole day mm -hmm. for their junior show and their main stage, um, but they've they've had to um, take a pause, which they're all very sad about. Um, I do know... Yeah, because it's their jobs. Um, the people run it, they work, they work there. Like, yeah. It's just hard. It's so, not just community theater. Like, it's their jobs. Yeah. For a lot of them. Yeah. So, um, Aaron Seiler posted on his Facebook... Earlier today, um, he he's one of the, um, what's it called? He's a producer for Plaza. And um, he shared a link about sending a letter to local Congress and um, just imploring people to help their local, like just nonprofit companies, but specifically uh, nonprofit theaters. Mm -hmm. So if you would like some info on that, I'm happy to share that on my Instagram <clears throat> or my Facebook. <coughs> um, so yeah. So if you know of anything, if you are able to donate, um, there are lots of community theaters, there are lots of charities and nonprofits that really could use your business, essentially. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all of the big chain businesses, they'll be fine. Yeah. It's the smaller local businesses that will get hurt. Mm -hmm. So I saw um, somebody that I follow on Instagram was like, if you can try to support from your local, like, Chinese restaurant or local coffee shops, like, Starbucks will be fine. 
But yep. Go hit up that white rhino or whatever. Mm-hmm. The fresh market. <laughs> the fr- yeah, yeah, fresh market. And what's the one in Cleburne? The um, new coffee shop? Oh, Mug on the Square. Mug on the Square. I Go have, to Mug on the Square. I have not been. It's so cute. I'm not really downtown a whole lot. Plus, I'm kind of nervous to try, like, new coffee shops. Because mm-hmm. so, I am so used to Starbucks that I just get nervous when I go to new coffee shops because I'm nervous that I just won't like the drink. Mm-hmm. So, yep. but yeah, support them anyways, even though I'm saying I support don't. Support the people. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, just be aware of your health. Be aware of who you're around. Uh, be proactive about stuff. Yeah. Um, however you feel compelled to be proactive. And don't hoard all of the supplies. Friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Moving on. Uh, moving on. Um, so, yeah. So, we were supposed to see Come From Away, which I think brings us to the topic of theater. Yeah. Uh, that is the thing that we do together. A lot of the times we share that interest. Um, so, I just remember growing up watching, like, movie musicals and didn't really know about musical theater and Broadway until I was in my early teens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure when it was for you. Like, well, when did you get introduced to it? Was it just when I came home from camp that year? Yes. Well, you... <laughs> well, we were at camp at the same time. Well, I... Okay, so, like you said, I did also grow up watching movie musicals like Annie. Mm-hmm. And, um... That's not one of the, that first comes to my mind. Oh, that one comes to my mind. <laughs> I do not like that show, but it's cool. I mean, I grew up watching it. Um, but... And then the other ones like Brandy Cinderella. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a classic. A classic. <laughs> Iconic. Oh, wait, that... no, no, yeah. she's a queen. Yes. Never mind. I was thinking about um, Whitney, Whitney Houston. Houston. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bernadette Peters. Mm. Love that woman. She's, she's the step- stepmother. Mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. So so I watched those, but I didn't know about Broadway shows or yep. anything like that. I don't think I even knew. Well, I guess that's not true because we also watched like Disney, uh, original Disney movies like Cinderella and Little Mermaid, and those are kind of musicals. Those are no, <laughs> they are they're they're animated movies. Yeah, so, with music. <laughs> with music. I don't know. <laughs> so I always knew that I loved that stuff, the Disney, mm-hmm. like Aladdin and all that. I just really loved the cartoons and the. Uh, songs and stuff. And then when I found out about like Broadway musical theater was that same time that you did. Mm-hmm. You introduced me to Wicked. Mm-hmm. I love that Wicked is like both of our first shows. <laughs> I think it's one of, I think it's like everybody's. A lot of people don't like it. Uh, well, even if they don't like it, it might, I don't know, maybe it's just us, but I do feel like it's one of everybody's first shows when they were younger maybe in our age range yeah, yeah. <coughs> um and but I, I have a friend that like read the book before the move the musical ever came out huh? and like she was upset because they ruined the story oh i'm sure <laughs> which they probably know. made it more pg yeah yeah but yeah i haven't read the whole book i read most like the beginning of it and then i ended up Letting a friend of mine borrow it from college, and then he left and didn't give me my books back. Yeah. 
So that guy sucks. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So but Wicked is my like first love. Yeah. It's definitely my first love too. I used to love Galinda. Mm-hmm. And you used to love Elphaba. Mm-hmm. And so we would sing Which is funny because I'm the soprano. <laughs> I know, and I'm the alto. Um and uh Soprano ish. I think we're both mezzos. Yeah. Yeah. I can hit more more higher, yes. have a higher range, but, my, but we're definitely voice, more in that middle. I don't have a good head voice, yeah. so like, don't ever make me do it. <laughs> Anyone, if I do a show again, I, I don't want to do my head voice again. That was literally all Mamma Mia. So I did Mamma Mia summer of 2019, last year. And so I was in the alto section, and all of the alto harmonies are like head voice up high, what I think is a soprano when the melodies are in my range. And I told my music director, hey, can I please just do the melodies because I cannot do these dumb harmonies. And he was like, oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so ugh, back to, I guess, Wicked. Um, <laughs> um, We've seen it, I think, five, oh five or six times. Just in Dallas. Yeah. When they come to Dallas. Many, any time that it's been here since 2004 Four? or 5, I was 14 when we went to that camp. What? hmm Well, I thought the first time we went was in like 07 or 06. No, because we, well, it's probably, it's probably 06 <laughs> because we got tickets mm-hmm. that Christmas. So that would have been 05 because I was 14 in camp. And my birthday's at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I turned 15, and then we got tickets, and I freaked the freak out. <laughs> and then we went, I guess, in April or May or something. Yeah. So, yeah, 2006-ish. Yeah, somewhere around. So anytime it's been in town, we've got to see it since 2006. Yes, and it's so good. It really is so good, and it makes me cry every time. I know, me too. <laughs> like, quoting the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, our you know, non-theater family tends to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, like, like our Mar- siblings. A sibling. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, Haley's gone with us. That's true. Yeah. But the last time we all went with our brother Merritt, he's not a musicals kind of guy, but he is a musician mm-hmm. and a music person. Mm-hmm. And he really enjoys uh, singing. <laughs> and... <laughs> surprise. He, he, yeah, surprise. And... Uh, during the intermission, Merritt said, those ensemble numbers, though, like, the <laughs> ensemble is so good with their harmonies. Yep. And I was like, yes, Merritt, like, <laughs> you appreciate the, th- the same things that we do. I'm pretty sure practicing those harmonies is what got me into learning how to harmonize. Oh, like, really? with the Wicked soundtrack. Oh, yeah? Because I wanted to be Galinda and Elphaba, so I had to learn both parts. <laughs> Yeah, I used to want to be Glinda, and now I am uh, absolutely... I'm more Vanessa Rose. I'm... Who, you? Me? I'm just talking. Oh, someone. Someone. Someone's more Vanessa Rose. Someone, yes. But no, I think that, not to be like, oh, I'm Elphaba, but have y'all... Do y'all know Elphaba's character? She is green (laughs) and an animal activist. If that's not me, I don't know... Why? Tell them why. Why? <laughs> well, I wasn't... Ask me why. I wasn't born green. 
Um, uh, you didn't really live green until a couple years ago either. What? You didn't really like live green. Oh yeah, no. Until a few years ago. No, I. <clears throat> so we were talking about theater, but I guess like we can go back to that mm -hmm. <laughs> later. Um. So I. We're still on the topic. Have with been. I like to say I have been practicing veganism for four years, and um, I know it was four years ago because I saw, four years ago this month, because I, I went back and I saw a, an Instagram post that I had shared that talked about it in March of 2016. Hmm. Um, so I decided that I would try out, first I would try out were you pescatarian for a while? I was pescatarian for a while, yeah. That wasn't my first goal. My first goal was vegetarian. Mm -hmm. um, mainly I wanted to try it because I saw a lot of health benefits for doing that, mm -hmm. for just cutting out meat. And I, uh, I was kind of overweight for my height and age, and I thought, well, just give us a try and let me just see what happens. And then, so I was eating, like, I was eating vegetarian for a little bit. And then one of my, one of my friends was like, where are you going to get your protein? So-and-so eats fish. I think you should eat fish. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and so, so I became a pescatarian for a little while. And I was pescatarian for, like, four months or something. Uh, and then one night I was here at the house and I was watching a documentary called Cowspiracy, and it is a it is an um, environmental and animal agricultural documentary. <clears throat> um, and I don't remember the host. I don't remember his name. I wonder if it's still on Netflix. It might be, um, but it's the same guy who who did What the Health. Mm. Um, whatever your name is, I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, but, yeah, so I watched that, and I was agreeing, like, I was learning a lot, and I was agreeing about the um, land animal agriculture stuff. Like, I had the same thoughts about cows and chickens and all that. And then, um, but, <clears throat> but, sorry, my thoughts are all over the place right now. It's but, fine. <laughs> no notes. We're just talking. Yeah, no notes. Um, but when they... When the movie went to the fish section, I kind of had a little light bulb go off. And I was like, if I am not eating land animals, why am I still eating um, fish? <laughs> because right. they... Cowspiracy, the sustainable secret. Sure. Who's the author? I don't know. Isn't it? I'm isn't afraid it? to like touch it because so, I don't want to, because my volume is like all the way up. Oh, okay. Um, so yes, I had this revelation about fish and I don't know why I hadn't ever thought about fish being living, breathing and like bleeding animals. Kip Anderson? Yes. I was going to ask if that was his name. Yes. Kip Anderson. Um, so after I watched that movie, I stopped eating fish uh, because I, you know I realized that they were the same as the other animals that I wasn't eating 
They might look different than they might live somewhere else. Oh, no. Sorry. Sound. <laughs> Sound it was, from your neck. It was cheer. And now it's Jolene. Oh. I'm just going to turn that off. Jolene. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, so yeah. So I decided to, to quit eating just all, all animals altogether. <coughs> it took me a little bit to stop eating eggs and dairy, but, um, but I figured it out. And I figured out how I was going to go about that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I decided to also cut out eggs and dairy after watching this video just because they all they talked about um what happens in the dairy and egg industry and I was not happy learning about all that because it's rough yeah and I am I'm like very empathetic and I feel lots of things and I could just I don't know I could just tell what these animals were kind of going through. And I didn't really want to be a part of that. So so yeah. what what started health-wise turned into environmental-wise, and then it turned into animals-wise. Yeah. So, Which we circle back to Elphaba. To Elphaba. <laughs> yes, we circle back to Elphaba, because Elphaba's whole character arc is setting the animals free... She's trying with a capital A. Animals with a capital animals A. Animals with a capital A. Well, really any animal, but specifically those. <laughs> yes. She was an activist for, I don't like using this term, but she was a voice for the voiceless. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like using that term because animals do have voices. They are just not words human understand, but whatever. <laughs> so like when Dr. Dillman goes mute, she was she was trying to activate for him. Right? Is that the term? Right? Activate? I don't know. Advocate. Advocate. Gosh. Activate Dr. Dillman. Oh, boy. Gosh. Advocate. Whatever. Okay, so. I was like, wait a second. That's not right. I really thought I said the right word. That's cool. Yikes. Uh, Advocate. Um, Yeah. And then, so she tried to... She tried to help the lion, mm-hmm. the little tiny tiny lion cub, who was being tested on, and she she does not agree. Which might be a spoiler if you've she, never seen or listened to Wicked. It's part of like the first act. I'm not gonna say what the lion is. I mean, true. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's a shock if you haven't seen it before. But um, yeah, she. All right, hi guys. Sorry about that. My garage band decided to just stop recording, so that's fun. Uh, so we were talking about Wicked, um, and the fact that Elphaba is just an activist and advocates for animals, um, and that Mallory is the same. So yeah. So let us transition. Start. Yeah, sort of. Why don't we talk about our top couple of musicals? Yes. Or shows. Yes, and this can include, like, for Megan, it can include shows that you've done. Mm-hmm. For me, none of the shows I've done are in my top, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Would you like to uh, go first? Sure. Um, I really like Ragtime. Um, I've not done Ragtime, but I want to eventually. Uh, Mother is definitely a dream role of mine. Um, <clears throat> I just love the music and I love the story. I think that it's super 
relevant. Um, and I just think it's super important. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of meaning and messages in that show. You want to briefly talk about what these messages are? Uh, sure. Just a real short, brief. Um, so basically, it's at the turn of the century, kind of in early 1900s, and um, so it's broken up into like three different people groups. So you have your your white Americans um, that are kind of the I don't know, just your your high all American. Yeah, your your all American patriots that love America, mm-hmm. and then you have. Your um your Hall your Harlem group, uh, so that is the the African American population. Is and that then, what it's called the Harlem group, or is that? I think so. Like that's it, that's where it's set anyway. There's oh, okay. it's set in Harlem, and then you have your um your immigrants. So people from literally all over. There's a scene, there's a song, um, where they're coming off of the boat and onto American soil, and it's just really really beautiful to mm-hmm. listen to. Um, Isn't the, one of the main characters from that group, aren't they Jewish? Yeah. Is so Israelites? They're, no. Oh, well, never mind. They're, they're just Jewish. <laughs> just, not Israelites. Well, okay, scrap that. Israeli, maybe? Israel- no, they're no. from... <laughs> this is not Veggie not Tales. What they're called? In the Bible, yes. <laughs> They're called that in the Bible. Oh my gosh. I'm so dumb. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, but Tata is Jewish. Um, I can't remember what country he's from. He's from like an Eastern European country. Um, not, I mean, I really hope this keeps going because there's not a whole lot of bars left on this. I'm at like a thousand bars. So we'll see. How this goes. I don't know. Like music bars. Uh, anyway, so okay. Tata is Jewish and um, he has left he, Latvia. He's from Latvia. Um, and. Yeah, don't make me guess. I would not want to. Okay, so we're, keep, we're, good. we're keeping good. <laughs> after yeah. that, after he's that from, thing, I think. He's from Latvia. I had to think through this song. So they're from Latvia. They're traveling to, to so he can have a better life for his daughter. Um, and there's just a lot of all of the people groups intermingle and they meet at some point and um they just uh they just tell a beautiful story about how just racism is just really ugly and um classism yes classism racism um just we just need to love everybody (laughs) just love your people yes um, so yeah, but the music's beautiful. I love the story. So makes me cry. Yeah. Every time. Yes. Okay. So for me, my <laughs> number one top all time favorite is Spring Awakening. Mm-hmm. It, I was introduced to Spring Awakening when I was probably 14 or 13, which is prime time for that show. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Spring Awakening talks about, uh, basically like puberty (laughs) and going through school and learning about religion and whatnot and just the show centers around um a bunch of teenage kids basically or preteen kids and um it's set in 1800s germany although the music 
does not show that at all. <laughs> the music is rock and pop and like s slow, a couple <laughs> like, of slow songs. Uh, like contemporary? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, and what I love about the songs is that all of the songs, they're all metaphors. None of the, well, most of the songs don't really have anything to do with the situations per se. They're kind of all like inner monologues, mm -hmm. which I love. I love that. Um, so there's a few key characters and all of them are going through something that a young teenager might go through. And then there's the adults who are, the adults are kind of the villains in the story. Mm -hmm. They aren't helping the kids with these problems and they are doing, they're like punishing the kids for their sins, like in in the wrong ways. They're not teaching their kids and they're not answering the kids' questions. So So it's not any wonder why they act out the way that they do. Yeah. Because they don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, so one some of the kids, they're like, they have, you know, lustful thoughts because, I mean, they're going through puberty and they're learning about the, you know, opposite gender or whatever and they're, they're having these feelings, but they don't know what makes babies <laughs> because okay. their parents don't tell them yeah. and they end up getting in like big trouble not to spoil anything but it it's like i don't i don't really know what the message would be like is the message like parents teach your kids <laughs> if the show is centered around the kids but they're not kids playing they're adults playing yeah, kids they're adults because playing it's kids. a rated r show yeah um, so, but they're just supposed to, they're supposed to be the kids. So, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I guess the message could be more just like communication in yeah. general. Um, which a lot of problems would be solved if people would just communicate their yeah. issues and their thoughts to other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's definitely a big theme in the show is the fact that the adults are not listening to the kids. Mm -hmm. They are. About their anxieties and their problems about anything and, yeah um they are not willing to usher their children into young adulthood for whatever reason there's a lot of fear the adults in that show just have a lot of fear-based opinions and thoughts um they're not willing to understand the students at all like mm -hmm. isn't there a scene where melchior is like in the principal's office and the teachers are like why did you write this blah 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 yeah, like that's the totally f scene yeah and he's trying to figure out how to approach this like well what what do i say where i not get in trouble but where i'm still honest like yeah and he's like well it doesn't matter anymore so let's just f it and like just go just crazy. go crazy yeah uh, because the adults don't care yeah and that's really sad because that still happens now and it could be an adult with a kid it could be a teacher with a student it could be a boss with an employee like if you're not willing to listen to your people <laughs> like yeah a lot of things can happen for just I don't know it just it could be bad <laughs> yes so one thing that or a couple of things that I do love about that show is the cast mm -hmm. um, Jonathan Groff King what do they call him uh, Groff something Groff oh, sauce Groff sauce <laughs> um, Jonathan Groff was uh, Melchior, the original Melchior. He's one, pretty much one of the main three, the main trio. Um, 
And of course, he became famous from Spring Awake, or I'm assuming from Spring Awakening. I actually don't know his history. I think that's what jumped, that. like jump started his career. Yeah, but and then he was on Glee. Yeah. Oh yes, he was. On, <coughs> he was on Glee. He was Jesse. Right, Jesse mm-hmm. on Glee, um, with Leah Michelle, and Leah Michelle was the uh, female, I guess, in the trio mm-hmm. Wenla, or Venla. Um, And so I just love that both of them were paired on Spring Awakening, and then they were also paired on Glee. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, I also like the guy who played Mords, but he's not as famous as as them. So, but yes, if you don't know who Jonathan Groff is, you are crazy, because he is King George on the Hamilton album. And Kristoff in Frozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just, he's I've such a cutie. Such a cutie. And I just adore that. I adore that guy. So that's my first one. Do cool. you have a second one? Ooh. Um, uh, yes. Literally anything. Just <laughs> Literally. <name> <laughs> Anything. Um, I really love Titanic. Mm-hmm. I have done that one. Technically, I've done it twice. Um, I've done a production of it, and then I was in the choir ensemble with the Uptown Players. I was also in that production of it. Yep. That was your last one for a while. For a while. Before yeah. Mamma Mia. Yes. Um, I just love this. I mean, the story is just... Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And um, I love that it's a true story. Um, that I love that we get to honor those people that were lost um, and even those that were not. And um, I just love the music. The music is gorgeous. Like, if I was just am in a sad mood and I just want to cry, like, I just listen to the whole thing. Me too. <laughs> Just that last, just the last, like, refrain of the finale. Oh, yeah. So sad. Um, but, yeah, it's a good show. Um, hopefully some more theaters do it. Yeah, it's a good show, and I don't understand why people don't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I was in it, I played two characters. Um we had a smaller cast, so we had to kind of double up, which was stu- still yeah. really fun. Um, so I played... Like most of the men played, like, at least like four three characters. different, yeah, yeah, different roles. Yeah, we didn't have a whole lot of men in that show. Um, <laughs> but it worked. <coughs> it made quick changes real quick. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I think my fastest quick change, I think, was that show. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so I played Eleanor Widener, and she was a real person. She and her family were from like Philadelphia, I think. And her husband was in some sort of like transportation mm-hmm. uh, enterprise. I can't remember what exactly because it's been a minute. But um, but she did survive. I think her son and her husband both died. I her think. son didn't make it? I don't remember. Women and children? He was older, I thought. I don't remember. I'll have to look we it up. We didn't have your son in the no, show. No, because he wasn't listed on the character list. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, but yeah, but she did survive, and she ended up 
donating a lot of money to like museums and things, which I thought was pretty cool. And then my other character, which I love to play, was Kate Murphy. She was one of the three Irish Kates. Yes. Um, shout out to my other Kates, Brianna and Rachel. Yes. We need to get the the OG Kates together at some mm-hmm. point. Um, but so I really got there's to work three, on my. There's three Kates because it's an it's an it's Irish a joke. joke. Yeah. That everyone's named Kate in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so there's Kate McGowan, Kate Murphy, and Kate Mullins, and I played Kate Murphy, who wanted to be a governess in America, which was fitting because I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. So good job, Jay. uh, For casting you. Yes. As that role. (laughs) As that role. Yeah, so I love that show. Um, My quickest quick change, I had a couple pretty fast ones in that show, but my quickest one was... Right at the beginning of Act 2, after dressing your pajamas mm-hmm. into, um, oh gosh, I don't remember what the song's called, but it's when the three Kates it's are the like, staircase. that's what it's called, thank yeah. you. Yeah, they're panicking in the lower floors because they're trying to find the boys and like getting help and stuff. But the water is rising. And, the water's rising, the rats are around. They like, can't go back down and the gate up the stairs is locked. Yeah. Just ridiculous. So, but I had to change out of my first class pajamas into my third class regular outfit which yeah so thankfully I had to, I was able to exit early mm-hmm. and get my life jacket off and all that stuff yeah so it was fun I had a couple of quick changes but they weren't as fast because I was just a I was a stewardess yeah I was a stewardess and then I also was a third class passenger in a couple of scenes mm-hmm. so my only changes would be like after didn't we do after the um, the dinner party? Wasn't it after that that it was the um, third class and second class party where they talked ladies about the, made. yeah ladies yeah made. I think I think it's it's backwards on the soundtrack yeah um, yeah because so we I had yeah because it was um, whatever the the fancy dinner with the first class yeah and then it switches there's a scene in between. And then it switches a, to ladies' maid. Scene in between. Yeah. Oh yes, and me. And that was a quick one too. Me and the other uh, stewardesses, we all had, we were allowed to enter late. Yeah. Thank goodness, because we. Because you guys were helping. We were clearing, clearing the stage. Yeah, we were clearing the set uh, from the first class dinner party. We were clearing the set, and so we were allowed to walk in kind of late because the ensemble song or the whatever the the other ensemble chorus members didn't sing until. <laughs> Later, later in the song. In the song. Yeah. So yeah. But I actually wore my third class outfit over my stewardess dress. So all I had to do was like rip it off and I was already clothed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think for the most part I had I I love that show. Um <laughs> I just love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I think my base my base costume was like my purple mm-hmm. like dress thing and then I put Your other stuff class, dress. yep anyways enough about that <laughs> um yeah so oh yeah and if if anyone is listening to this being like Titanic the musical it's not the movie no it not is not all. the movie the movie focuses on people who didn't exist this musical talks about actual people who did exist mm-hmm. and there are a couple of things fictionalized but yeah like, like but, there's a couple of like romance stories and stuff but it's nothing like the 97 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think what I love most about it is the fact that it is an ensemble show and the ship itself is the main character. Yes. Like all of the other characters are just big pieces of the puzzle um, and they're all necessary for the story. Like, you know, like in The Blame, there's three three the, the, the three guys the three guys the, the three culprits the businessman who wanted to push the titanic to get to their destination a couple days earlier mm-hmm. the captain who was supposed to be steering that night mm-hmm. and is supposed, well he just was ignoring all of the warnings yes and he's and since he's the captain he is technically the one in charge of the ship right and then there was the, uh, the the architect, the architect who built the ship. Yeah. Like whose fault is it? Yeah. I would think it's it's all three combined. Yeah, that's There's the whole one. point of the song. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the end of the song, the captain Captain Smith takes the blame. Yeah. Because it's his ship altogether. Yeah. But it is all three, and yeah. plus other other uh, factors factors into it. Yeah. But I was gonna say I just remembered that I had three parts actually. I played, I played the orchestra. I played, oh, that's right. I played the violin. I didn't play Not for real. No, but, but I had... During a, the ragtime song. During the ragtime song. I, I was... Um, what song is it? What's that called? During the ragtime? Doing the latest rag. Doing the latest, the latest rag. rag. Yes. Well, yes. So I had a couple of solos, which was pretty awesome, but I didn't get mic'd for it. Lame. No one could hear me. I hate that. Why? Whatever. Off topic. <laughs> but yeah, I love that show. Yes, it's a great show. I would do that show again. I would do that show all the time, any day. Yeah. I will be any part. Yeah. <laughs> I have told... I'll be the ship. Yes. <laughs> well, so the director that directed it last time, is direct, the plan is that he's directing it again at Plaza. So, okay. J. Lewis, I will literally do anything. <laughs> I, yes. I will sing backstage. <laughs> like. Okay. Um, okay, so I'll go, I'll go next. Okay, so <coughs> maybe we should just do like three because we've been talking. Yeah, we've been talking a lot. We're just talking a lot. It's fine. We are. We just talk. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm going to say that my next favorite musical is Heather's. It's mm. a good one. Um, it's a great one, and just, I didn't say this about Spring Awakening, but for both Spring Awakening and Heather's. I learned about the musicals on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Tumblr.com is where I would just scroll through my dash feed and I would just see like gift sets of scenes that people had recorded from the musical. And I would be like, oh, what's that? And so that's how I found about Spring Awakening was that same scenario. And then that's how I found about Heather's um, only a couple of years ago. It's been out for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I only discovered it a couple weeks ago. Or, wow, wow, <laughs> years. No. <laughs> Not weeks, oh my gosh. A couple of years ago. Uh, and so I, there was a bootleg on uh, YouTube. There was also a bootleg on Spring Awakening. But there was a bootleg on uh, about Heathers, and I watched that, and I was like, yes, this is this is awesome. I like this a lot. And then uh, figured out that there was a movie. Which mm-hmm. We we weren't exposed to movies like that, so I just didn't know that there was a movie. So I watched the movie, and this, oh, 
Sorry, it's just so good. I like the musical better, I think. The movie is, like, really dark and slow, but the musical is more fun because there's dancing and singing too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I feel about, like, Legally Blonde and Shrek. Like, I just like the musical more. Really? I do. I love the movie Legally Blonde. Though. I mean, yes. It's a good movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong, but I just really enjoy the musicals. Yeah. So, Heather's... We got to go see the regional premiere of the high school edition. Yeah. Which... At J.J. Pierce High School. Yes. So, what what is it? High school... The very first high school edition... To do Heather's. To do Heather's. Because Heather's is rated R. Surprise. And, um... And so they modified it for high school. And we went to go see it. And the lead in the original Broadway cast for Veronica Sawyer. Uh, she's pretty, she's the main character. Um, the actor, her name is Barrett Robert Reed and I am in love with her. (laughs) Um, she got to go to that high school here in Texas and help them with their production, Mm -hmm. putting it on. And she did like a workshop or something. Yeah. Yeah. But she helped, she helped them for a couple of days. And I just thought that was so cool. If that was my high school, I would, like, pee my pants. Mm-hmm. Be so excited. She's just awesome. Yep. Like her a lot. Um, so, just a little brief summary about Heathers, if y'all don't really know. I'm not, like, super good at summaries. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, set in late 80s, and it's a high school setting. Um... Main character, her name is Veronica. She gets in with the cool kids club. She's like, it's kind of like, it's sort of like Mean Girls. It's a lot like me. Mean Girls is a lot like Heather's. <laughs> it was um, born out of Heather's, yeah, technically. Yeah. So it's got the same kind of concept with uh, Katie and the plastics, basically. But in, uh, in Heather's, Veronica cannot cannot stand the Heathers. There's three Heathers. They're all first named named Heather. Um, yeah, she just can't stand them. She just does not like them at all. But she doesn't really want to do anything bad to them. She just wants to get out of the clique. She doesn't like being mean to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then this new, this new kid comes along to school. His name is JD. And he just stirs everything up. He is a violent dude. And things just go downhill after he arrives to the school. Um, and so, toward, like, towards the end, they talk about the message of being uh, carefree and just being a teenager and don't be mean to anybody. That's kind of the message is, like, just don't be a bully. Yep. Don't be a bully. Don't put people down because people will try to, like, hurt themselves if they are bullied too much. And, I mean, it's high school. Like, people talk about that stuff all the time. Don't bully. Don't be mean. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk. So, yeah, so I love that. And I love the music and the, obviously, Barrett, Wilbert Weed, who was in it. just like her a lot. Mm -hmm. So, that's my second one. Okay, um, I would just like to say that I love a lot of princess musicals, 
So Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella. Um, I'm sure there are others I can't think of at the moment. Um, I, let's see. So I love Princess Ones. I love Hairspray. Like Hairspray is a dream show. Um, but I also really love In the Heights. So I'm looking at my Spotify playlist. I'm about to look at my list to see like yeah. what my dream roles are. Yeah, I'm looking at my list to, to remind myself what my favorite shows are. And I have so many Like here. In the Heights, Waitress. How can I pick one? Oh, Lame oh, a Rob. Oh, I have a third one. No, my man, I was going to choose that one. That's my third one. You can still choose it. Uh, so many. Musicals are great. My that's the point of this podcast. Is SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> musical. I mean, that's, that's a good show, but it's not my favorite show. Um, hang on. Where is my list? Why don't we just like say all of them and don't give Bright them? Star. Yes. Oh my gosh. I am obsessed with Bright Star. That is so good. Okay. My list is so far down. Okay. So I'm just going to go. So I don't have like on my, on my Spotify playlists. Um, I only have shows that I really do like, obviously. So I talked about Spring Awakening and talked about Heather's, but Anastasia. Oh yes. Anastasia is a good one. If you, if any of y'all got to go see the tour, we we also saw the tour and we were just blown away. Mm-hmm. The sets and the background, like the backdrops and the oh my gosh, <coughs> I don't know everything was just so good. Um, I also like Beetlejuice. This that's a newer one, but I like that show a lot. Big Fish. Okay. Big Fish. Can I update y'all? So last. Not the not this past recording, but the recording before. I had just auditioned for Big Fish. I don't think I said that, but I auditioned for Big Fish at Plaza Theater Company, and unfortunately, they have decided to postpone or cancel or something. So um, I did make it to the callback, which was great. Yay, um, yay me! <laughs> but um, but yeah, they have decided to cancel. I don't know if they're going to bring it back this season or if they're going to try they to do it again next, next season. season. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, so the that's the update on that. That's a good one. I don't know where my list is. This is very sad. Well, I can just keep going. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I've got I've got the Frozen on here. Frozen's pretty the good. Frozen. Come from away. Frozen, yes. Let's see. Dream rolls. There we go. Found it. Okay. You want to keep going? Um. Uh, yeah. Let me just read these off real fast. Hamilton. Duh. Mm-hmm. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, good. Duh. Yes. Such a good one. In the Heights. Um, I like that show. I'm not, like, obsessed with it, but I really, really like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Legally Blonde. Uh, the Lion King. After um, oh Circle so of Life, I was crying. So good. Like, seeing it. So good. Um, the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid was actually with Sierra Boggess mm-hmm. as Ariel. That was one, when I was, like, a teenager... I was obsessed with Little Mermaid and Sierra Boggess specifically. Like when I found out about Spring Awakening, it's pretty much the same time that I started watching Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, bootlegs on YouTube, <laughs> so I loved that. All the bootlegs. Oh yeah, all the bootlegs. <coughs> uh, and then I also wanted to talk about Mean Girls, but we don't have to like go into it. But um, love, love, Wait. love, Mean Girls. Let's just talk about Let's it. Let's talk just, to, just for a second. So we've seen plenty of Dallas Summer Musical shows. We've seen lots of shows at Bass Hall and the H&T Performing Arts Center. But we've only seen one show on Broadway. Together. To get, well. 
I went. That's true. One I time. forgot. I've only seen one show on Broadway. I saw Spring Awakening on Broadway, and it was the Death West version, and it was amazing. Anyways, that was in 2015, so we can talk about Mean Girls now. <laughs> yep. Um, so obviously, we would have liked to have seen more shows during our short weekend in New York, uh, but we only got to see one, and it was Mean Girls, and it was fantastic. Except, uh, <laughs> so Barrett Albert Weed, who is, was, um, her contract ended, but I know. she has been, uh, Janice in Mean Girls, and she's on the soundtrack and everything, and I bought those tickets because I, first I, I did want to see Mean Girls, but I also am a big fan of Barrett, so I was super excited to see the show, and then she wasn't even there. The night we went. Yeah, it was very sad. She was like sad. on vacation. I cried. I did not want to see her understudy. I did not. I wanted to see Barrett. But it's fine. Uh, the understudy stepped in, or stand in. She did great. But I was like... I think she took over the role. You're not Barrett. Yeah. Yeah, she did. A lot of the original cast has moved on to something else. Yes. I don't think there's anyone left from the original cast. Besides maybe like ensemble. Oh, Maybe. But I think all the main characters out of the soundtrack, mm -hmm. they're all replaced now. Their contracts ended. Yep. But Yeah, we, it was really good. Yes. And after the show, we got to the stage door. We got to meet Gray Henson, who plays uh, Damien. Damien. We okay. got to meet the girl who plays Gretchen Wieners. We got to meet a bunch of like ensemble members. Mm -hmm. We got to see Renee Rapp. Which is a, her name. Well, not, we didn't meet her. but No, but we saw her. We saw her. As Regina. She's my favorite. She's so good. I prefer her over Taylor Lauterman. Personally. I, oh my gosh. I'm also in love with Renee Rapp. Like, she's, she just turned. I can't believe she's 19. She just turned 20. Oh, 20. She just Pardon. turned 20. This is her Broadway debut as Regina Georgia. Re, <laughs> Regina Georgia. Like. <laughs> 20 years old, I can't even imagine that. She's yeah. amazing. She's stunning and has a gorgeous voice. Oh, yeah, she's... Love her. Beautiful. Um, okay, so I'm all, I'm in the ends now. Okay, so I've got Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812. Hmm. I love that show. Our friend Rachel, we talked about her in the Titanic. She was Kate Mulligan. Nope. Nope. <laughs> McCowan. McGowan. McGowan. McCowan? McGowan. <laughs> How am I awful at names? It's fine. Um, yeah, she was... Our friend Rachel, she uh, introduced me to this show. And this show is so weird, but it is taken from a section, a book, of uh, War, and War, Peace. War and Peace. And then I tried to read War and Peace, and I was like, screw this. <laughs> it's, there's like five books inside of War and Peace. I can't do it. But yeah, that show, crazy. Crazy good. Mm -hmm. Then I got Newsies good show mm -hmm. and i got next to normal i think that was going to be my third one yeah but i don't have to like do that but next to normal oh dream my dream role one of my dream roles is natalie from next to normal. a lot of my dream roles are still like teenager roles <laughs> which is probably not good since i'm almost 30 <laughs> like barrett is like well in her 30s and she's playing she's only my she's my age maybe a little bit older no. i thought she was like 32 Anyways, I don't know. I so one of the things that when I uh, did my audition prep with Rebecca Lowry, shout out, 
um, she, I sang my song and she said, now do it like you're not 17 years old. And I was like, oh, okay. She's 31. Yeah, so she's only a year old children. Yeah, but she's playing 17-year-olds. It's cool. I can still do it. Um, but yeah. So I guess I have this, like, I don't know. I just, a lot of these dream roles, like, are still in high school or whatever. Like, Tracy is a sophomore. Tracy Turnblad? Tracy Turnblad, spray <laughs> is in 10th grade. I am definitely not in 10th grade. You know what? I wonder if it's because you feel that way because, like... I never got to play the teen never, roles. You never got to play the teen roles because when you were a teenager, you weren't doing these shows. But also, they just weren't casting me in those roles, which is fine. Yeah. But also, we were doing, like, Rogers and Hammerstein... Hammer... Hammerstein. Hammerstein. Yeah. Shows. Mm-hmm. Where they weren't doing all these, like, more teen contemporary... Heavy, yeah, yeah. More, like, modern shows yeah so like i would still like to play liesel inside of music i mean i also want to play like i also want to play like maria and the baroness and like all those other things i don't have the vocal capacity for mother of best i wish but (laughs) man but there's like roles like that that i want to play still yeah um were you done with your list oh i'm almost done i'm so sorry now i'm in um, there's really not that many shows. Oh, I'm start. I'm getting into Six, the musical. Mm-hmm. It's that, a fun one. That is fun, and I'm like, it's like Ladies Hamilton. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies um, Hamilton. Ladies Hamilton. Um, I really like Tucky Real last day. Oh my gosh, yes. After we saw that at, um, Casa Manana, I just really liked it a lot. Waitress. Mm-hmm. That is just a blessing. We were blessed with Sarah Bareilles. Yes. <laughs> for creating, God bless Sarah Bareilles. For creating this show. And then lastly, Wicked. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Wicked. No, let's not. I'm just kidding. Okay, so those are my shows and my, I don't know what my top three, my next three would be because I love so many of them. Yeah. But those first two, Spring Awakening and Heather's are the most important. So. Okay, so I don't think I have a list of like favorite musicals per se, but I do have a list of dream roles. So most of those are going to be the same anyway. So mm-hmm. Belle, Beauty and the Beast, been a dream role for years. Uh, most of these are going to be female leads and ingenues. And a lot of these are because I want to break the casting mold. As a plus size person, it's hard getting roles. and But I feel like I still have the mental capacity and the emotional range to do these roles duh there are plenty of plus size people in romantic relationships like yeah let's be a little more flexible with casting so Belle being the beast uh Jenna and waitress um the new Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella that was redone a couple years ago Cinderella um the godmother would be fun to play too Mm -hmm. Tracy Turnblad and Hairspray um Joe and Little Women Little Women is probably one of my favorites as well uh, when I'm older, I would love to play Marmy. She'd be super, super <laughs> awesome to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. I grew up on the movie. Yeah. Like when we were talking about movie, movie musicals, like that, like Mary Poppins, Sound of Music, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, like those all came to my mind oh, instantly. Oh gosh. Because. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. It gives me nightmares sometimes. Yeah. But those are like the three that pop into my brain because I watched those a lot as a kid. Yeah. So Mary Poppins and Winifred, um, Into the Woods, I did a couple of years ago and played a stepsister and that was super fun, but would love to play the baker's wife or Cinderella. I don't think I would be a good witch, 
not right now. Um, that's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> not a musical, but a Shakespeare play is much ado about nothing. Yeah. I Beatrice is a dream role. So if that ever happens again, like, hit me up. Um, the Light in the Piazza. <laughs> I love The Light in the Piazza. Mm -hmm. People don't do it, but Artisan is doing it this year. Hopefully. Oh. Still. Hopefully. This, hopefully. With this virus. <laughs> with this stupid, <laughs> stupid pandemic that's uh, dumb. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I now have the vocal capacity for Clara because she's like legit soprano, but I'm hoping I can get there. Um, I love the Pirate Queen. Mm -hmm. So anything in there. Finding Neverland. Mm -hmm. Would love to play Sylvia. Um, Dogfight. I, I don't listen to that one. Yeah, it's not like a super like dream, dream, dream show, but it's a good show, and I would love to do that one. Uh, Ragtime. Talked about that earlier. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> I would love to play Truly. Nine to Five. Uh, would love to be Judy. Nine to five. It'd be fun. <laughs> I wrote Wednesday, The Addams Family. <laughs> But I don't think that that's me. I'm not, I don't think I'd make a good Wednesday. Maybe Alice. I'd make a good Alice. Yeah. So we'll change that. Are you saying that because Wednesday is like a, is, is a, a broody teenager? Broody teenager? Probably. Yeah, I just don't think I would do a really good job as, as Wednesday. Um, I, think I would like to be Wednesday. That'd be fun. You would be, you would be a good Wednesday. But you have more of that rock style voice. Yes. I that's why my favorite shows are these rock shows because I was not gifted with the like theatrical operatic voice. <laughs> the Broadway the style Broadway of singing. Voice. I do not have that. I have what I like to think of of like pop and like more rock mm -hmm. type. So and thankfully, you know, Wednesday has that. Yeah. Not like I will ever play Wednesday, but you could. Maybe. Um, I would love to be Miss Honey in Matilda. Oh. I honestly, I would rock that role. Like, let's just be honest. Let's yeah. be real. Humble brag. <laughs> um, okay. I have seen Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dreamcoat several times. I have been in it once. I've helped with the summer camp. I know probably every line of that show. So if anybody needs a narrator, hit me up. Mm -hmm. Like, I would love to be a narrator. The narrator is a fun role. Yep. Um, Esmeralda would be super fun and Hunchback. I love, I love that show. I um, want to be Quasimodo. <laughs> like, no lie. I love his songs. Yeah. Anyway. The gender bent Hunchback. Yes. Well, it doesn't um, have to be gender bent. Maybe. At least you can hit the note. I could still. You can hit the high note. I could hit the high note. I could. Not calling anyone out. But I could. <laughs> No, some people struggle, so. I mean, it's high. It is high. It's a high note. Yep. Um, I also put All Shake Up, Natalie. That's not like a big dream role, but it'd be super fun. And then that's I put uh, Alice and or Margot in Bright Star. Yes. That's, wanna, that's my Margo. current list. Um, I just have dream roles that I would love to do. It's a, and that's not even a comprehensive list. It's just, I think, in the moment. <laughs> Because uh, there are thousands of shows, there are thousands of roles that I would love to play. Um, but then I think that's why I like theater so much, is because you can be doing the same job, per se, but you're doing it as a different person. You know? Yeah, everything's it's, new. It's all different. All of your jobs are different, even if you do them for 
Yep. You know, eight weeks at a time or whatever. Yep. So we haven't really done a show together on stage since Titanic. Since Titanic. But you've done more backstage stuff than yes. I have. Yes. So let's talk about that. Okay. Um, well, I did do shows on stage for a few years in a row. Um, I did a lot of Waxhatchee Community Theater mm-hmm. as a kid and as a teenager. Or preteen. Like a preteen. Um, made a lot of friends over there. But then, um, then we switched theaters and we moved over to the Greater Cleburne Carnegie Players. And we did shows with them. Um, so I did, <coughs> when we were over there doing shows, I did one show a year. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do all of them. I just did, like, the main musicals or whatever. Um, which they only do about one musical a year. Sometimes they do a Christmas musical, but it's not like a big musical. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so so I did four shows on stage with them. I did Godspell, Babes on Toyland, Fiddler on the Roof, Titanic. Mm-hmm. And those are all... And now, Mama Mia. <laughs> yes. And then, so, after Titanic, um, took a year break. And when the following summer happened in 15, we were doing Les Miserables. I decided that I didn't want to be part of Les Miserables because I honestly just didn't want to work in an ensemble anymore. I was kind of bored with ensemble. Um, I don't know. I didn't... I'm not... I am not the type of person who's like, oh, I should be a lead, because I honestly don't think I'm that good, but... (laughs) Same. (laughs) But uh, I just didn't want to do ensemble anymore. I mean, it was a fun show, so I asked the director if I could help backstage, and she was like, totally. So I helped backstage, and I didn't do a whole lot, because I was new, but I loved it. I had so much fun. Mm -hmm. And then that Christmas, the director who was doing that Christmas show. It was the best Christmas pageant ever. She texted me, and this was a different director, but she texted me and said, will you be my stage manager? Which is basically the boss backstage. Make sure everything gets done smoothly. Everything's in its place. All, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just the boss next to the director. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, but totally. And after that, uh, this director, her name's Becky. Hey, hey. Shout out. If you're listening, hi. Um, she asked me to be her stage manager for all of her shows. Well, anytime she was directing, she would ask me to be her stage manager. And I always said yes. I love working with her. She's just amazing. So, uh, I don't, I can't even, I don't even know how many shows I've done backstage. So many. I think I wrote it down one time, but... Oh, oh, I have written it down. Um, oh, no. No, these are just shows that I was in. Ugh, darn it. It's not the same. Okay. Well, Christmas pageant. Anyway. Christmas pageant. Still Magnolias. I was stage manager for that. that was, I was crew for that. That was a lot of fun. Um, Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. I did... I worked backstage for Oklahoma. I was not the stage manager for that. Uh, I did... But that was a different director, so... Right, different director. Um, I did The Foreigner with a, with a different director. Uh-huh. But I was his stage manager. 
Lion, Lynch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, yeah, Lion, Lynch, and the Wardrobe. Which is kind of an important one. Which is a very (laughs) important one because that is where I met my fiancé, Hunter. Um, And we got engaged in New York when we all went to go see Mean Girls. (laughs) Um, So, yes. So I'm still trying to think about my Um, shows. What shows have I done? What was last fall? The Piece of My Heart? A Piece of My Heart. Which was also another director. Over the River and Through the Woods. I love that show. Uh Uh-huh. All I Need to Do I Learned in... Oh, no. You were stage manager for that one? Yeah. All I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Yeah. I stage managed that one. So I'm counting up nine now. That's Um, a lot. That is a lot. I only stage managed... I feel like I've done more. I stage managed Arsenic and Old Lace. Yeah, I did not do that And I think that's it. I wasn't going to do that one because I was busy with, like, with work. Mm-hmm. My schedule was crazy. Yep. That was right before Narnia. Christina and Old Days. Right. was right before Narnia. Yeah, I was working at the daycare, I think. No. Something. No, no, no. I, no, I was doing school. And, oh, my gosh. I know what I was doing. I was working at Chelsea's, our cousin's. Well, she's our aunt, but I was working for her. I was doing school, and I had to volunteer at the daycare. Mm, so it was a lot. For school. So it was a lot going on. And plus, um, it wasn't Becky. It was Ed who was supposed to direct. And then Becky ended up directing anyway. Yes, Becky ended up directing. And I couldn't do it, so she, yeah, so she had asked you. Yep. I actually had audition for it. Um, and, yeah. But it just turned out. But it was super fun. I liked... Yeah, I mean, it's a fun show. That was a good one. Fun show. Oh, so besides stage managing, the the most recent show I was in was in 2019 when we did Mamma Mia. And I decided to go out of my comfort zone and audition again. I had kind of lost confidence in doing a show on stage. I didn't think that I was good. Like I kind of mentioned earlier... <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, <clears throat> but I just I thought that Mamma Mia would be fun, and I thought I could maybe like go for Sophie or something, and so I auditioned for Sophie, and I auditioned for her friends. Uh, didn't get it, but the girls who got them were so talented, mm-hmm. so good. But I had so much fun, um, except I got sick a lot, uh, mainly just because I haven't done a, a dance heavy show. And that show was very da- dance heavy, and I would lose my breath a lot, and it ended up making me really sick. There was one show I had to leave, like I had to go home because I was throwing up. <laughs> but that one I think was actually food poisoning in between shows. Yeah. Ugh, it sucks. But anyway, I had a lot of fun, and it sucks that I couldn't really do a whole lot. Like a lot of times I was lip syncing or like not even. Moving my, moving my mouth, just dancing, because I just didn't even have the physical ability to, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. I had fun, but it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, I might not do another Dance Heavy show again, because that was a lot for yeah. me. I also just don't have very good lungs, I guess. Who knows? Yeah. So that's my uh, recent theater history. I, I feel like I'm missing more... Uh, uh, shows at a stage manager, but I don't know if I have. I don't know. Doesn't we'll matter. Go. Do you want to play a game? Yeah. Do you want to go first? How much time do we have? It doesn't matter. How long? Have, how long? It doesn't tell we? me. 
Oh, nice. Okay. Okay, so I have I have pulled up a little trivia theater game, and it's just like a little quiz. Um, so... Are you able to see the answers, yes. or do you want to... Yeah, so the answers are multiple choice. Oh, okay. So, so we're just going to guess. So it's the question, and then I can read you the question, and you can answer it, and then I can hit <clears throat> if it's correct or not. Okay. Okay. So, so this one's theater-based, and I believe Megan has pulled up... Did you pull up one for The Office? Because mm -hmm. I, like, I recently rewatched The Office, so Office trivia is, like, kind of in my brain right now. This is a very extensive list and probably won't do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll just read this first question. This first question says, This musical features a man who is sold by his brothers and goes on a journey to become the most important man in Egypt. What is the musical? Um, Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dreamcoat. Oh my gosh, let's see if that's correct. They won't tell me. <laughs> I, but I know that's correct, so yes. Uh, Anyone who's ever done Joseph ever will know the colors of the coat for the rest of their life. Yes. <laughs> Red and yellow and green and... Brown. Brown. And scarlet and, and black. black and ochre. Oprah. Ochre. Ochre and peach. Ruby, ruby and... Olive. Olive. Violet. And mauve. Fawn? Violet and fawn. Lilac, gold, chocolate, mauve. Whatever. I guess I don't remember. Should I finish? No, please don't. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to read the second one, or do you want to ask me one? We can, sure, we can, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll just alternate. Okay. Musicals in office. Yeah. <clears throat> what sort of shoes does Clark suggest Andrew should buy for Aaron to wear to the newscaster audition he'll be filming for her in the apartment? High heels? Open-toed sure. heels. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, open-toed. Open-toed heels. High heels. Because Clark is trying to get uh, Aaron alone yeah. to film. Clark provides the gullible and innocent Andy with a plethora of skimpy items that need to be bought for Aaron's newscaster audition. Among these are open-toed heels. Yes. Cool. I knew that one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, actually, I don't know this one, but you might. <laughs> we'll see. Um, this musical is about an English performer and her relationship with an American journalist in Berlin at the time of Nazis, the Nazis' rise to power. What's the musical? Is it Cabaret? There is an option for Cabaret. I don't know that show is. What is it, the answer? Not letting me see. <laughs> Let's just say yes. What, is, what are the other options? The other options are Phantom of the Opera. That's Chicago. Wrong. And Evita. Oh, no. It's Cabaret. <laughs> All right. That's what I figured, but it is not showing me the answer, so whatever. Maybe it's one of those, like, it might, show me, at, it might show me at the end. Okay. Um, during his embarrassing Dundee Award presentation, Michael covers a number of popular songs. To whom is Michael presenting a Dundee Award when he sings along to You Sexy Thing by 70s British funk band Hot Chocolate? So who is he singing to? Which Dundies? It doesn't say. There's two. Who is he singing you sexy thing to and presenting a Dundee? Who does Michael think is the sexiest person in the office? Is it Angela? Or Pam? No. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 
It doesn't say which season. Michael presents a humiliated Ryan with the hottest in the office award. Yes. Well, if you would have told me the hottest in the office. It didn't. That wasn't the question. I would have known. That's Ryan. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. This is a fun question. This one says, this musical is based around a group of a kind of animal singing songs about themselves while waiting for the moon to rise. What is this musical? Could it be cats? It could! (laughs) Yes, it could be cats. The only kind there is. That sort of musical. (laughs) What is Michael Scott's middle name? Gary. Yep. Michael Gary Scott. This musical is about a plus-sized white teenager and her fright to get to television integrated in the time of segregation. What is this musical? Um, Hairspray. Yes, I really want to find harder ones, but yeah. I don't know. Okay, um, this one's probably too easy. Hang on. I have been giving you easy ones. That's true. This character becomes Jim's love interest after he moved to the Stamford branch in season three and joined the Scranton office during the merger. Who left the office to run her own branch when she discovered that Jim was still in love with Pam? Karen... Last name. It doesn't tell me. So do, oh, yes, it does. Uh, is it? It's Philippelli. Philippelli. Sure. Oh yes, Karen Philippelli. Yes, I. I was an okay fan of Karen, just because I am a fan of Ann Perkins. So, I mean, they're not the same character, but they're played by the same mm-hmm. person. Um, you know what? I feel like if I ask you these questions from this website, I won't be able to tell you the answer because they're like multiple choice. Most of these are pretty self-explanatory. Oh, I just want the answers. Oh no! <laughs> Why don't you give me another one and then I'll look for okay. In the Fun Run episode, what uh, what objects in Angela's freezer convinced her that Dwight had killed her cat? Her cat? Was it he in the... Was it sprinkles in the... In the fridge? That's not what the answer says. Oh. Objects. What in the freezer convinced her that Dwight had killed her cat? I don't remember... Bags of frozen french fries. Oh. The Fun Run episode was the first of season four. Meredith was in the hospital because Michael hit her with his car. Angela was reluctant to go to the hospital with her colleagues because she needed to go home to care for Sprinkles, her sick cat. She convinced Dwight to care for Sprinkles in her place. When Dwight returned, Angela asked him if there were any problems. He said, well, you left your TV on and the cat is dead. He told her that he put Sprinkles in the freezer because of the odor. Later, after Angela had checked over... Checked out the situation at home. She confided in Pam that she thought Dwight killed Sprinkles. Mm-hmm. As she put it, all my bags of frozen french fries had been clawed to shreds. This led to one of my favorite lines in the office when Angela said, or asked Pam, did Roy ever kill your cats? Hmm. <laughs> I don't remember that french fries bit. I don't know. That's weird. Oh my goodness. Um... Oh, here's a 
question that I might not know the answer to. Oh, oh okay, this could be kind of fun. How are Cabaret, Mamma Mia, and Fiddler on the Roof connected? Musicals with different mm. languages in them? No. Would you like the answer? Sure. They all have songs involving money. Ah. Except I don't know cabaret, but I know the other two. <laughs> it's called money. Ah. Well. Money makes the world go around, the oh. world go around, the okay. world go around. Yes. If I were a witch, man. What is the web address of Creed's blog? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't it just like creedblog.com or something dumb? Close. Something dumb like that. Creed's. www.creedthoughts.gov.www backslash Creed Thoughts. Oh my gosh. It's too long for me to remember that. <laughs> that is funny. stuff and this stuff is kind of hard so I don't want to give you one that like I don't even know well we'll try it um. <laughs> oh my gosh sorry I should have chosen these first Have you seen uh, Sweet Charity? Do you know that? Okay, I will not. Nope. Um, I think I know like two songs from that. Okay. Well, let me just ask you this one because I know you're going to know it. In which musical did the heroine wash that man right out of her hair? South Pacific. Yes. Yep. That's Another Rodgers and Hammerstein classic. Yes. Okay. In the episode Diwali, Michael eats some Indian food and spits it out because he thought it was what? Too spicy, right? Too hot? Too... He thought it was too authentic? No. Too... Uh, well, it's all vegetarian. Hang on. In the episode Diwali, Michael eats some Indian food and spits it out because he thought it was... Do you think it was like another type of food? Uh, okay, so the answer says s'mores. <laughs> at s'mores oh yes he yes at the celebration Michael's upset to find out what he ate was not s'mores and then he complains that they are not very hard to make yes he wanted s'mores at this <laughs> at a <laughs> <Wally> celebration <laughs> oh my gosh so it'll be like two or three more questions and then we'll wrap up yeah so I actually really don't have that many questions because I'm trying to find good websites and they are not that many good websites. Um how you just how about my section be done? Because I don't want to okay. have dead silence. What just... is the exclusive club that Pam, Oscar, and Toby established in the episode Branch Wars? The high society. High class high close. club the high the 
first class society. Oh my gosh, it's something like that. Uh, uh, it's not. It's not book society. It's no. a book club. It is a club. What is it? High society club. Nope. High. Mm. Mm. I give up. The Finer Things Club. Oh, the Finer Things Club. <laughs> Where was I going with the society thing? Finer <laughs> Things Club. Oh my gosh. Wow. Man, I thought I was good. I guess not. These are like the weird. Finer Things Club. Hi, society <laughs> club. Uh, the actor who plays quality assurance man Creed Bratton is in fact named Creed Bratton in real life. He was also in a band that was popular in the late 60s and 70s. What band was it? This is more like... Can I cheat? <sighs> sure. Can I, okay. It's not really office related per se, yeah. but... The... Creed Bratton. Creed, yes. Um... question in gay witch hunt the office found out that oscar was gay in what earlier episode did oscar say something that made him seem to be the exact opposite or straight when he didn't didn't he say he would do pam was that somebody else yes um but that's not like the answer okay oh. but that's part of oh, the explanation oh, oh, oh. yes 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 it's the background check with his first date she did a background check on me uh -uh. No? Well, it I mean, says that, the fire. That that's in the fire. That episode happens that happens in the episode of the fire. In what earlier episode did oh, Oscar? Oh. Both of those things are in the fire yeah, episode. The name of the episode God, is I the answer. Her. I misheard that question. Yep. Right. Started the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that episode the other day. So. <laughs> yep. In the fire, the, uh, the employees of the office are forced out of the office because of a fire started by Ryan. Didn't he, like, burn a Hot Pocket or something? A cheese pita. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan goes, I cannot believe I started the fire. <laughs> then they begin to play a game called Who Would You Do? When Oscar's turn comes around, he and Kevin say they would do Pam. Yeah. So on that note, um, we're going to end. Okay. So thanks for hanging out. And doing this podcast with me. Listening to us ramble and... Yep, it's fine. All that kind of stuff. If you want to follow me, uh -huh. can I do some plugs? Sure. Okay, on Twitter, I am at veganmal, M-A-L. I don't tweet a whole lot, but if you're interested, I retweet <laughs> like no one's business. Uh-huh. And likes. But if you want to find out like what what who I am and all that stuff, my Twitter is probably the best place to go. Instagram, I am at Eileen117. That's E-I-L-L-E-E-N-117. Uh, I also don't post a whole lot. I mean, I have a bunch of posts, but recently I haven't been taking that many Because you want to live in the wither. moment. Yeah, I haven't, I don't want to, I have not taken any Instagram-worthy photos in a while. 
and I haven't taken a selfie in like months, so um, the last thing I posted was of our nephew dog, Maki, mm-hmm. a little chihuahua. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you have a fiance, so y'all are getting married in June. Oh, yes. your... I guess before we go, we can, <laughs> I can talk about my fiance. Oh, well, I was going to say, um, you have a registry, and there's like one thing that y'all want more than anything else. Well, I'm not gonna. I don't. Want, I don't really want to plug my registry. I mean, because, I can plug your registry. No, because then people will have the password to my website. Oh, that's true. And then they can like come to my wedding. I know that's I know that's awful, but like we only have so many seats and whatever. Um, yep. My fancy hunter and I need the most is like honeymoon fun. Um, so if anybody wants to like donate that to me, just hit me up, and then I'll give you my uh, cash app and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it, but if anyone feels so inclined, as Hunter and I make thankfully above minimum wage, both of us. Mm-hmm. But uh, we don't know what's happening with this virus thing, and we might not be able to work. We might not even be able to go, which that's kind of scary, <laughs> but, um, hopefully we will. So we're going to New York, the same place where we got engaged. Uh, we both loved it over there and we're staying in Queens, <laughs> staying in Queens. And so far we don't have anything else booked. Like we don't have any shows booked or anything. We just have the flights and the dates at the Airbnb. But yeah, so we're getting married in June. And I'm super excited. Hopefully everything goes as planned. Hopefully we won't have to postpone anything. Because we are paying for, like, all of this wedding business. And it would just kind of suck to have it halt and postponed to another time. Yeah. I would hate that. So. So y'all pray. Yes, pray that everything, everybody's plans stay the same. Yep. Which, that might be kind of hard, but, like, right now it's March. And we have until June. So I'm hopeful and kind of optimistic that everything will be fine by June. Uh-huh. So like in our dad, our dad is like, uh, he just says everything should calm down by eight weeks or so. Hopefully. So, I mean, who knows, but hopefully. So I will just keep everybody in definitely my thoughts and prayers that all of y'all's, you know, plans don't have to get postponed or anything. Because I don't want that, and I hate that. Yep. So, yeah, vegan mouth, Twitter, and then Instagram, Eileen117. My Twitter used to be the same as Eileen117, but my um, account got blocked because Twitter found out that I made my account before I turned 12, or before I turned 13. I think I made mine when I was 12, and a couple years ago, Twitter was like, you did this thing when you were 12. We're punishing you now by deleting your Twitter, and it it was the worst. Devastating. What? Was it devastating? It was devastating. I lost my Twitter. I had, I had over a thousand followers on Twitter. It was amazing. <laughs> and now I had to start from scratch, and I didn't want to use my old username because I might have gotten that account back. Never did. It's fine. Yep. So, okay. All right. I'm well, done. thanks. We're gonna wrap up. As Merritt and Haley say, rappy yuppie. Rappy yuppie. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on and recording with me. Bye.
and we'll see y'all later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Megan's Manor. You are so loved and there is a great plan for your life. Be sure to spread kindness, joy, and positivity into this world we call home. Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.